the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Submit your faith story or prayer request today at jennifer-jackson.org. You're listening to Simply for Women. Uh, today is is definitely worth your time. I have Nicole Langman here with me. She's been a therapist for over 20 years. She holds a master's degree in social work, and she practices a blend of narrative therapy and cognitive behavior therapy. She's also an author, an award-winning author at that. Nicole, there's so much to talk about. Welcome to the show. Hi, Jennifer. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, yeah. You know, your book, uh, You Are Wanted, what a title, Reclaiming the Truth of Who You Are, and and the Rejection Recovery Resource Kit. I mean, who doesn't need that? (laughs) I think we we all need that. I know I need that. You know, the reject, wow. Uh, And rejection is really a topic um, near and dear to your heart that you've kind of walked through and also helped many women to walk through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's for sure. I um, I would have to say that probably the book is rooted in this experience I had of rejection when my husband of almost 20 years decided he no longer wanted to be part of the family. <sighs> and that just catapulted me right into what I call the valley of rejection. I face-planted hard <sighs> in that valley. And uh, and so that's, that's Part of where the book was born from was that experience, but also through my work as a therapist, I've had a lot of conversations with women around their experiences with rejection and betrayal mm-hmm. and abandonment, mm-hmm. and uh, and so it started kind of birthing a bit of interest in research mm-hmm. um, around this experience with rejection and why does it hurt so much? So that's kind yeah. of incorporated in the book as well. Oh wow! Well, well, tell us the story. Tell us, um, you know, where were you at with the Lord? How did you come to know the Lord? And then, boom, this bomb shall, you know, catch us up to speed. What, what happened? Mm-hmm. Well, I think, um, you know, it just, it sounds a little bit cliche to say, you know, I was born and raised in a Christian family, but I was, I mm-hmm. was, um, I was part of the church. Our family was active in the church and I met Jesus when I was six years old at summer camp. And, um, I, I, I knew what I was doing in the conversation with the counselor. And I just knew that this was what I wanted for my life. And, for most of my um, youth, I was active involved in the church, and then as I started to get older, I started to make some decisions that were absolutely not in line with what I knew God wanted for my life. Mm-hmm. And um, and I don't, I think probably when we do things we know we're not supposed to, the shame kind of creeps in, and I started to isolate from my Christian friends. And um, through a series of events, I, I fell away from the Lord. But what ended up happening? Um, you know, probably in my early 20s was that um, I went through some struggles in relationships and I found the only place that I could find comfort was back in my relationship with Jesus. So I recommitted my life to the Lord at around 23 years of age mm. and um, I was able to um, get involved in a, actively involved in the church and really, and kind of sink my teeth into my relationship with him again. I found a partner and I had a child and we... Um, had a relationship that involved the Lord and we were participating in church activities and whatnot. So 
So it felt like I was back on track. I was where I felt like the Lord was calling me to be. I got yeah. to school. I was working as a social worker. And um, and I often say, you know, you don't see what you're not looking for. And unfortunately, behind the scenes in my relationship, my husband um, was participating in things that were in conflict with, you know, our covenant mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. our agreement in our relationship. And, uh, and so mm-hmm. at about the 18-year mark, he said that he was, he no longer wanted to be in the relationship anymore. Did and you see this? Like, were there side, warning signs or like, did you know he was, what he was doing or? Yeah, it's a great question. And I, I think in retrospect, yes, there were warning signs. Um, there were, there was use of pornography. I had walked in on, on that and that ignited something in me that uh, created a bit of a hustle. I think that I, I wasn't, I didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know. Even as a therapist, you know, I, I was able to walk women through certain things, but when it's right in your own home, we just, mm. we sometimes stall, we, we feel paralyzed. How do I navigate this? How do I address this situation? Um, and so when I did address it, it, it wasn't really taken seriously. It didn't seem to be something that, um, uh, that he felt was important or significant in the relationship. I started to notice the distancing um, he wouldn't necessarily be where he said he was going to be, but he always had reasons uh, for that. There were really good reasons for that. And so while there was a little bit of a, a thought in my mind, I didn't want it to be true. Mm-hmm. And so I, I didn't pay a lot of attention to it. And, uh, and then one day that, that's, uh, he shared that he was done. Oh. And, uh, and that, and I can just say, like, that didn't actually change the, um, the living situation, he declared that he was done, but we didn't know what we were going to do in the next step. Like, how does that look? Telling our child, telling our mm. family, telling, like, how do, how do we, but more than that, I wasn't ready to be done. I was devastated. Oh. And I, I wanted, I wanted to, to fight for this relationship. And so we stayed in the same home for about seven months after he said he was done. And I, I did what I call the hustle, right? When you were fighting for it, I was fighting, I was fighting for it. So that, that was its own, that seven months battle, uh, was, um, you know, Lisa Turker says, you know, she licked the floor of hell. And I have to say that that, that's how it felt, right? That awful sense of just Mm. devastation and trying to win back the love and affection of the person that you thought you were going to do forever with. So uh, those seven months were excruciating. Oh, yeah, for sure. And then was it a roller coaster? Like at, at any time you thought maybe there was a glimmer of hope and then you were just crushed all over again? Yeah, yes, exactly. That is, that it was an absolute roller coaster. Mm-hmm. I, um, I didn't know who was going to come to the door from day to day. And some days the man who came through the door was full of remorse. Yeah. And I would say, okay, what, what's happened? Like, what is, what's happened here. And then the next day he would be flat and disconnected again. And so there was this constant daily uh, struggle. And I remember driving home. Um, thank you, Lauren Daigle for some of her music. <laughs> yeah. like, right. <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, these songs, you know, on the way home is I'll, tr- I will trust in you. If you don't move these mountains, I'm still going to trust in you and just praying on my way home. Who am I going to meet at the door? Yeah. And, um, and those days were those days were definitely a roller coaster. You're absolutely right. Do you think that pornography and affairs are 
always correlated. I mean, I wonder what the statistics are on, on you know, someone, you know, the, I, I hear, I meet with so many women and they, they say, you know, my husband has a pornography problem and I just wonder if an affair is imminent. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I can say for sure. I don't, in my opinion and my experience with women and, and also with couples, I don't think one necessarily means that there's a leading to another. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do think that pornography is a, a problem in a marriage. I don't know that a healthy marriage and pornography can coexist. Yeah. And I think often, because pornography is something that tends to be done behind the scenes, underground, it creates this um, brewing of deceit behind the scenes. And I think that when we start dabbling in deception, it, it becomes a door to other things. And it doesn't necessarily mean it, that people are going to walk through that door, but I think that it can create um, this kind of a recipe for disaster. So it's, it is, I've heard it spoken as this, it's kind of a gateway, um, but that doesn't necessarily mean that people are going to move into the next mm-hmm. level. Mm-hmm. Well, Nicole, we have just a few minutes left on this show, but let's let's walk through this valley of rejection. How do you, how do you get begin to heal the hurts and move out of that? Mm. Yeah, well, I say that rejection is a soul wound because we were created by God for connection, connection with him and um, and so and connection with others. And so when we're wounded at that soul level, I think it can cause us to really move, uh, make some choices that might be extra harmful. We might seek um, acceptance from other places or to kind of fill that soul wound. So what I really encourage people to do in that valley of rejection is to, A, recognize the wound. The first step is, what is it that I'm feeling here? This uh, Anger can kind of flare up and, and trump all the things, but right at the root of the thing is that, that sense of woundedness and brokenness and hurt, that rejection and betrayal, they just they harm us at a soul level. And so for me in that valley, that was really about just getting right out flat on the floor at the feet of Jesus and, and just saying, I'm devastated. He's not... He's not afraid of our pain. He wants mm-hmm. us to bring our pain to him. And um, and that the story of rejection can sometimes create this thought of I'm rejectable, I'm unlovable. So remembering who God says we are, remembering who he says I am was a, the first step towards wholeness, remembering that he says that I am adored, that I am pursued, that he loves me, that he died for me. These are the things I had to remember about myself. And it's the king of kings says that I am worthy of death, hmm. that it doesn't matter whatever, what any human says. No, I'm not rejectable. Isn't that true? Wow. Well, we're running tight on time, but uh, in the next, I don't know, few seconds, give us a few things that the, someone that's listening right now that they could do even today. Today, I would suggest that you um, bring, the, bring the pain to the Lord, that you would say, God, I am broken, I'm wounded. Turn open the, the Psalms, break open um, uh, Psalm 18, remind yourself who the Lord is, and remind, himself who, re- remind yourself who he says you are. Seek out the good Christian counselor who can walk you through some of this hurt. Mm. Seek out leadership from your church who can pray for you. Yeah, uh, This is, is a big wound, and it's worthy of attention to address. Oh, it is so, that is so good. NicoleLangman.com. I want you to go to NicoleLangman.com and we're right in the middle of rejection. I hope you'll stay with us on the next episode because we're going to dive even deeper. 
Thank you for joining today. I'm Jennifer Jackson, and you have been listening to Simply for Women. We hope that today's show has been a blessing to you as you seek to simply live out your faith. To hear today's show again or to share it with a friend, search Simply for Women wherever you get your podcasts. Or visit Jennifer's website at jennifer-jackson.org. That's jennifer-jackson.org. Thanks for joining us on Simply for Women. Take time today to simply be, simply be with God. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.